ಸಹನಾವದು ಸಹನೋ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಛಂದಸಾಮೃಷಭವಿಶ್ವಭ್ಯಮೃತ್ಸಂಬೂವ ಸೇಂದ್ರ ಮೇಧಯ ಸ್ಪೃಣೋತ್ ಅಮೃತ ದೇವಧಾರಣೂಯಸ ಶರೀರಂ ಮೇ ವಿಚರ್ಷಣ ಜಿಹ್ವ ಮೇ ಮಧುಮತ್ತಮ ಕರ್ಣಾಭ್ಯೂರಿ ವಿಶ್ರುವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣ ಕೋಶಿ ಮೇಧಯ ಶ್ರುತ ಮೇ ಗೋಪಾಯ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಅಹಂ ವೃಕ್ಷಸ್ಯರೇರಿವ ಕೀರ್ತಿ ಪೃಷ್ಠಂಗಿರೇರಿವ ಊರ್ಧ್ವಪವಿತ್ರೋ ವಾಜಿನೀವಸ್ವೃತಮಸ್ಮಿ ದ್ರವಿಣಗುಂಸವರ್ಚಸ ಸುಮೇಧ ಅಮೃತೋಕ್ಷಿತ ಇತಿಶಂಕೋರ್ವೇದನುವಚನ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಣಮದೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ ಶಾಂತಿ ಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯ ನಮಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಂಕರಂಕರಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣಂಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ
ग्रहग्रसैकर्मणे चिदानंदमय ब्रह्म प्रतिबिंब समन्वितमोरजस्सुण प्रकृतिर्दिधाचुद्य विशुद्धिभ्या माया विद्ये चते मते माया बिंबो वशीकृत्य ईश्वर अविद्यावशगस्व्य तैचिने साकारणशरीर So here the teacher is preparing a whole background of ultimately for us to be able to do the Atma and Atma Viveka to be able to discriminate between the self and the non-self. It was also said that avidya or ignorance is a cause which weighs the true nature of the self and which creates on the other hand an erroneous notion about myself <coughs> now to explain the nature of this avidya or ignorance uh, here vidyaranya swami introduces the concept of prakruti so we should know that every author uses those terms in slightly different ways the the manner in which the word avidya is employed here may be slightly different from the way avidya may be employed elsewhere so just as whenever we take a textbook right in the beginning they clarify what is x and what is y and what is gamma what is beta those different people use the symbols to mean different things different authors <coughs> and so also this author has his own uh, specific meanings assigned to specific terms which are not too different from what is being el- used elsewhere but still here <coughs> the mool karanam the the, el- the the principal cause from which everything evolves is called prakruti prakarshena kruti yogyatva that which is the potential of creation is called prakruti it is a potential state and therefore it is said satvarajas pramogunanam samyavastha it is samyavastha a state of balance of the three gunas sattva rajas and tamas <coughs> in that balance there is a potential of the creation the creation is not commenced yet because creation can be there only when there is an imbalance motion can be there when there is an imbalance air can flow from higher pressure to the lower pressure or electricity can flow from higher voltage to lower voltage there cannot be flow or motion if there is equality 
in the beginning, before the creation commence, that is what we call samyavastha or a state of balance between the three gunas. It is a potential state and therefore it is called prakriti because there is a potential of creation. <coughs> this prakriti then undergoes modification. First modification is what is called maya. Again, this author uses the word maya in his own way. Because here, where he has used the word prakriti, very often the word maya is used to mean what is meant by prakriti here. Very often maya and avidya are also used synonymously. Prakriti, maya, avidya very often mean the same thing. And therefore, here however, he is defining his terms. And accordingly those terms will be utilized subsequently in the text. So he defines maya as that prakriti. Vishuddha sattva pradhana prakriti maya. That prakriti in which sattva is predominant. Rajas and tamas may be there, but then basically what is there is sattva. So that, that state of prakriti which is predominantly or which is essentially pure with reference to, I mean in, in sattva, this, the state of prakriti is called maya. <coughs> And then another avastha or another state of that prakriti is called avidya. And this is the uh, avishuddhi. When avishuddha sattva is there, which means that when sattva is dominated by rajas and tamas, that state of prakriti is called avidya. See, avidya here is defined as a state or avastha of prakriti. Maya is also defined as an avastha or a state of prakriti where prakriti is defined as the mula karanam, original cause. <coughs> then Brahman, one, gets reflected in this prakriti. Prakriti has this nature that it reflects Brahman, in whichever state it is. So, maya, which is vishuddha sattva prathana, vishuddha sattva prathana prakriti, that Brahman reflected in that maya or vishuddha sattva comes to be called Ishvara. Why? Because that Vishuddha Sattva means knowledge. Sattva means knowledge. And it is Ishvara is the one who is possessed of all the knowledge or omniscience and that all the knowledge or omniscience is the nature of Vishuddha Sattva, namely Maya. And therefore Brahman reflected in or identified with or conditioned by what we call Maya is called Ishvara. In that sense, the word Ishwara is employed here. <coughs> Elsewhere, Ishwara can be employed to mean Param Brahma also. And uh, whatever. So here, Ishwara means Param Brahma as conditioned by or as reflected in Vishuddha Sattva Pradhana Prakriti. And who is Jiva? Same Brahman reflected in what we call Avishuddha or Malina Sattva. So, Malina Sattva means where Sattva is contaminated by Rajas and Tamas. So, Brahman reflected in Malina Sattva Pradhana Prakriti is called Jivaha. Now, what happens is, since Maya is of the nature of knowledge, therefore, Brahman reflected in Maya, who is called Ishvara, controls Maya because it is Sattva and therefore it is under the control of Ishvara. Whereas, this Malina Sattva has predominance of Rajas and Tamas and therefore that controls Jiva. So, Jiva is under the control of Avidya, where Ishvara controls Maya. This is the main difference. <coughs> we were saying yesterday, 
how knowledge and ignorance makes all the difference. Take the case of a horse. So if you know how to ride the horse, well that becomes a blessing. If you don't know how to ride the horse, that very horse becomes a great burden. So ignorance, you are under the control of the horse. Horse will take you where it wants to go. When you have the knowledge of controlling the horse, that very horse will take you where you want to go. And so you control the thing when you have the knowledge and you are controlled by a thing when you are ignorant. <coughs> this jiva who is reflected in Malina Sattva or Avidya is controlled by the Avidya. And this jiva and Ishwara both have three states. Understand that the Prakruti, when undergoes subsequent modifications, the states are states of Prakruti and not states of jiva. So what we call waking, dream and deep sleep, these states are not the states of Atma. They are the states of Antahkaranam or the mind or Prakruti. But wherever Prakruti is, Atma will be reflected in it and therefore it also as though becomes the state of Atma on account of identification. So this Avidya and Maya both are causal states. They are the cause for subsequent creations. And so it is called Karana Shariram. So Avidya is called Karana Shariram because it is the cause for all the subsequent creations. And this Jeeva, the reflected consciousness identified with Avidya is called Pragnya. And that is the state that obtains in deep sleep. <coughs> in deep sleep, there is this predominance of Avidya or Malina Sattva. And I, Jiva identified with that is called Pragnya. <coughs> And, and again Brahman reflected in Maya is called Ishwara. So Ishwara and Pragnya, these two concepts are introduced. Same Brahman is called Ishwara when reflected in Vishuddha Sattva Pradhana Prakriti and same Brahman is called Jiva when reflected in Malina Sattva Pradhana Prakriti. <coughs> now going to the 18th verse, as the Tika commentator says, Karma praptam sukshma shariram tad upadikam jivam vitpadaitam tat karana, karana akasha adi srishtim aha. Now the author wants to describe the other states of jiva. We must understand now what is, what is dream state, what is waking state. In order to explain that, he creates here background by explaining the creation. So first, the Karana Sharira or the causal body is described, which is Avidya. Now the subtle body is going to be described and then the gross body is going to be described. How from the ignorance first, the subtle body is created and subsequently, how the gross body is created. How this Jiva identified with subtle body is called Taijasa or the Dreamer and how the same Jiva identified with the gross body is called Vishwa or the Vaikar. And so this creation of the elements and elementals is now described from this verses, verse on. So the 18th verse. So it says, Krama praptam sukshma shariram tadupadikam jivam krama praptam. What obtains in sequence? From karana sharira, sukshma sharira, second in order. Tadupadikam jivam and jiva who is identified that sukshma sharira vitpadaitum bodhaitum in order to teach us that Tat karana akasha adi srishti maha. Tat karana sukshma sharira karanam. 
that Akasha Adi Srishti now the creation of all the five, five elements. Akasha Vayu Agni, Apaha Prithvi, the creation of these five elements is described because from these five elements the Sukshma Sharira or subtle body is created. So, in order to describe the subtle body, first is to describe the creation of five elements because these five elements are the cause of the subtle body or five elements are from which the subtle body is made. <coughs> Thus, 18th verse says, Tamaf Pradhana Prakrite Tadbhoga Yeshwara Gnaya Viet Pavanate Jumbu Bhubhutani Jagnire Tamaf Pradhana Prakriti hai. This is the third state of Prakriti. First is Vishuddha Sattva Pradhana, that's called Maya. Malina Sattva Pradhana ka Avidya. Tamaf Pradhana, where Tamaf is predominant. Sattva and others may be there, but insignificant. What is predominantly there is Tamas. And from that, this whole creation is made. So creation is from the Tamaf Pradhana Prakriti. Tamaf Pradhana Prakrutehe from this Prakruti in which Tamoguna is predominant Tad Bhuvaya for the enjoyment or experience of these jivas Ishwar Agnaya by the command of the Lord Vyat Pavana Tejaha Ambu Bhuvaha Bhutani Chagnire these five elements which are called Akash Vayu Agnaya Pasprusvi all of these were born all of these were created so all of these were born by the command of the Lord. <coughs> Going down to the Tika, so Tadbhogaya, that is hidden there. Tamaf Pradhana Prakrutehe Tadbhogaya. Tadbhogaya means Tesham Bhogaya Tadbhogaya for their enjoyment. Bhoga means experience, in fact. Tesham means Pragnyanam Bhogaya. Because Pragnya that avidya opahita chaitanyam is just described in the previous verse and therefore that pragna is what is referred to here by the pronoun tat tat means that only because the reference has been just made earlier otherwise you can't use that pronoun only when we are discussing talking about a person then in the beginning we call him by name the devadatta came you know and then he sat here now what is he he means Devadatta of whom we are talking. Sometimes uh, out of context we say, you know, Devadatta again, he went up. We thought Devadatta went up. He means that Yajnadatta went up. So sometimes when people are not consistent, then these problems happen. But in consistent communication, the pronouns always refer to that which is already mentioned. Otherwise you cannot use pronoun. You know, the other day he came. Now we wonder, what is he talking about? The other day he came. Who came? Now, he has in his mind who came, but he thinks that, you know, you also know what he knows. That's why sometimes I say, he came. But that pronoun, he can be used only when the person who is referred to by the pronoun is already introduced and is already known, you know. So, similarly, earlier words talked about this jiva, pragna. So, tad bhogaya means pragnanam bhogaya. For the experience of this pragna, for the jivas. Sukha Dukkha Sakshatkara Siddhaye 
दिस इज ए डेफिनेशन ऑफ द वर्ड भोग सुख दुख साक्षात्कार भोग है वट इज भोग मीन्स एक्सपीरियंस सुख दुख साक्षात्कार है एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ प्लेजर एंड पेन और एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ हैप्पीनेस एंड अनहैपीनेस दिस इज कॉल्ड भोग यूजली वर्ड भोग इज अंडरस्टूड एज एंजॉयमेंट इट इज नॉट एंजॉयमेंट इट इज एक्सपीरियंस सुख दुख वर्ड साक्षात्कार है ए डायरेक्ट परसेप्शन और डायरेक्ट एक्सपीरियंस डायरेक्ट एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ सुख एंड दुख इज कॉल्ड भोग इन दिस प्राग्ने वॉन्ट्स दिस दिस जीवा वॉन्ट्स टू एक्सपीरियंस सुख दुख and therefore this creation is necessary as we said it is ignorance which brings about the need for the whole creation ignorance brings about the need to in, to gain experience of happiness and unhappiness ignorance brings about in me a sense of inadequacy as we said in order to become adequate i want uh, i mean i want different experiences thinking that different experiences will make me adequate will make me complete and therefore i express my desire to gain different experiences and to fulfill that desire lord has to create this universe you imagine just a simple desire of having a cup of coffee just a simple desire suppose at the beginning of creation i just place a simple request before the lord lord i want a cup of coffee now tell me what all will have to be created for a cup of coffee do you know for <laughs> for coffee require coffee and milk and sugar and water and fire now for coffee you require the fields and you require the seeds and you require the farmers you require the earth you require sun you require uh, you require rain you know and this and and sun you require moon also you require because both of them contribute to the growth of the plant you require water you require air and you require oceans all this whole phenomenon is required in order for the coffee to grow there and then water so again you require uh, rains you require earth etc fire again you require sun you require coal and you require the whole process sugar again you require sugar cane fields and whatever else and so and so each one of these requires and then again a sugar cane field as you said will require the whole universe because you need sun the moon and then the sun can be there only when it is held in balance again in the whole galaxy and moon can be there only when it is held in balance in the solar system and so for the sun you require a whole one galaxy for one galaxy you require all the galaxies and therefore you require the whole universe and all the interacting forces including all the human beings and all the jivas also all the creatures because you have all kinds of creatures in the agriculture you know there are all rodents are there all snakes are there all of them serve some purpose and so the human being serve the purpose there's a whole chain of uh, you know transportation and what not all of this is required just for a cup of coffee and so it's a lord i want a cup of coffee that means the whole cosmos is required that's why we say how ignorance becomes the cause of everything why is ignorance called karana shariram causal body because it is a cause for the whole creation and so tesham bhogaya pragnanam bhogaya since the pragna the jivas want the experience of different experiences happiness and have nobody wants unhappiness but wind up with unhappiness that different thing not that the pra- anybody wants unhappiness but what happens is 
what I think to be happiness turns out to be unhappiness. Everybody wants only happiness, but ultimately we discover that what I thought to be happiness in the end run turns out to be unhappiness. But what I want is different experience. And for that, so, tamah pradhana prakritehe, tamoguna pradhanayaha prakritehe. From the prakriti, which is predominant in tamoguna, purvoktayaha prakritehe, by prakriti which has been stated earlier. <coughs> what is that prakriti? Chidanandamaya brahma pratibimba samandhita. That prakriti which is endowed with the reflection of brahman. So understand that brahman is ever there. Wherever Prakriti is, Brahman must be there. Prakriti alone cannot be. So from that Prakriti, Upadana Karana Bhutayaha and this Tamoguna, this Tamas Pradhana Prakriti becomes Upadanam, the material cause for the whole creation. Like the clay is the material cause for the parts, or the gold is the material cause of the ornaments, so also this Tamas Pradhana Prakriti is the material cause for the whole growth and the subtle creation. <coughs> Prakrutehe. So which case is it? Prakrutehe. Is it fifth case or sixth case? To clarify it is said, Bhutayaha Sakasha from this Prakriti. Meaning it is fifth case. So Apadana Panchami. So in order, whenever they want to indicate material cause, they place that in the fifth case that is called Apadana Panchami. So tamah pradhana prakrutehe, that's the fifth case. Upadana karana bhutayaha prakrutehe sakashat from this prakruti. Ishwar agnaya, is this creation an accident? Is Big Bang or whatever, is there an accident? Says Ishwar agnaya, by the command of the Lord. Who is Ishwara? Again, Vishuddha sattva pradhana maya upahita chaitanyam. Ishwara, Ishwara is param brahma or chaitanyam. So Chidatma reflected in Maya, Vishuddha Sattva Pradhan Prakritihi, who is omniscient and possessed of omniscience, omnipotent, everything, by his Agnya. How does the Ishwara do the Agnya? How does he command? Ishanadi Shakti Yuktasya Jagat Adhishthatu Agnya. Ishwara Agnya means Ishanadi Shakti Yuktasya. Who is Ishwara? Ishanadi Shakti Yuktaha. Ishwara is the one who is possessed of the power of rulership. Ishwara means the ruler, actually. So one who is possessed of such capabilities of ruling, etc. One is omniscient, all-powerful, all-pervasive, all-knowing. So from that Ishwara, Jagat Adhishthatu, who, who is very Adhishthata, who is the, again the very controller, the creator of the entire creation. By his Agnya, What's the nature of the command of the Lord? Says there, Iksha Purvaka Sarajan Icha Rupaya Agnaya. So we hear this in Upanishad. So Kamayata Bahusyam Prajaya Atmava Idamagra Ekagrasit Sa Ikshata. You know, Lokanu Surjayati. This is how Aitare Upanishad starts. Atmava Idameka Evagrasit Sa Ikshata. There was, in the beginning of the creation, whole this creation was known as Atma. That Atma, Ikshita, deliberated. Lokanu Suryayati, may I create the different worlds? Then Taitri Upanishad said, So Kamayata Bahusyam Prajayaya Iti. 
so that Atma or the Lord desired, may I become many. <coughs> Sandhogya also talks about that. Taddaikshata. That means that Param Brahma deliberated. So Upanishad describes this Ishwara Icha in this manner. Ishwara Icha means the desire in the Lord. Iksha Puruga Sajan Icha Rupaya. So all creation takes place as preceded by Icha. That means that creation is always, it always proceeds from a conscious being, not from an unconscious or inner thing. Because there's a big contention between the Vedantins and the Sankhyas and the scientists also now. Because scientists are very similar to Sankhyas, Sankhyas are similar to scientists. Because Sankhyas say that the cause of this creation is Pradhanam, means matter. And so matter has the capability of creating, that's interesting. How can matter create? It is jada, inert. And then how can inert ever create? He says, well, this matter or pradhanam has the inherent ability to respond to the needs of the conscious being, namely this purusha. And so purusha is the atma and for his bhoga and apavarga, for his enjoyment and for his liberation, this pradhanam creates this world before him so that he can fulfill his desire. How does this matter know what this fellow desires? How can matter know? This matter can know. Matter can respond to the desire of the Purusha. Have you ever seen it? Yes, we have seen it. So they give illustration. To drashtanda is very necessary whenever you want to prove your theory. So they give a drashtanda. Where do you find an inert thing matter responding to the need of a conscious being? Says, well, when the cow returns home, you know, after the whole day of grazing, when the cow returns home, and when the cow sees the calf, you know what happens? The milk automatically starts coming from the, this, the, uh, the udder of the cow. This milk, which is unconscious inert entity, knows the need of that calf. And moment the cow sees the calf, that milk immediately starts flowing out of the udder. And so here is an illustration where the inert matter knows the requirement of the conscious entity. Similarly, if one illustration you can give, then you can always prove this, you see. Similarly also, this Pradhanam knows the need of this Purusha and accordingly creates. They give another illustration also. Just as the rains or the clouds, they know the need of the trees. It is our experience that Wherever there is a great deal of vegetation like forests, etc., there the rain is always more. And where there is desert, there is no rain. How do the clouds of the rain know where to rain? Because here are the trees and trees need that. So clouds knowing the need of the trees, they, they rain there. And thus these clouds also understand the inherent ability to, to under, determine the need of this conscious entity and accordingly respond. That's how they say that it is a matter, pradhanam, which is the material, which is the, even the efficient cause of this whole creation. Not only material cause, but the efficient cause also. <coughs> the scientists also would say the whole creation, from Big Bang, you know, from that unified field of whatever it is, energy, everything has come. Because when you don't accept Ishwara, then uh, only matter remains. And that alone decides 
the pattern of creation. Who decided this configuration of this cosmos? Suppose by Big Bang everything came out, but who decided how that configuration will be? How the whole setup will be? Whether there will be planets, etc. A planet such as Earth, whether there will be so many kinds of living beings, so many... Who has decided all this? If you do not accept Ishwara as an entity, then obviously all those decisions are made in the matter only, isn't it? That all this pattern is inbuilt or built into the matter. Right on that first particle from which the whole universe emerged, there everything was built in and it's just evolving. So according to them, matter alone has the intelligence also which creates. But we say no, matter is matter. It is inert. That's why it is called matter. An inert thing cannot think. So thinking always must be in a conscious entity. Planning also must be in a conscious entity. For creation you require knowledge. <coughs> Without knowledge one cannot create. And knowledge always resides in a conscious entity. And therefore Ishwara, who is nothing but Param Brahma, as associated with this Maya, he alone is the appropriate agency, the principle, because he is a conscious entity, has is omniscient, has all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And therefore he alone can be the Upa, I mean, in Nimitta Karanam, intelligent cause or efficient cause. <coughs> Therefore, it said, Iksha Purvaka Sarjan Icha Rupaya. What's the agony of the Lord? That Ikshnam. Sa Ikshata, Tad Aikshata. That Ikshnam, or the deliberation. And that deliberation only is meant, this, this, uh, this Ikshana Shruti is for what? Just to, to, uh, to indicate that creation is preceded by ikshnam, by some desire, by some deliberation. And that there must be knowledge for before creation or for creation and that the creation must always proceed from an a conscious entity. So a desire can be only in a conscious entity. So by saying that the Lord desire, meaning that it is a conscious being who is the efficient cause of this creation so therefore the ikshanam becomes a nimitta karanam and tamaf pradhana prakriti becomes upadana karanam. So two causes for creation, material cause and efficient cause. And which is the material cause? Tamaf pradhana prakriti. Prakriti in which tamas is predominant. And what is the nimitta karanam intelligent cause? This ishvara agnya. Iksha purvaka sarjan icharopaya nimitta karanam bhutaya agnya. Agnya, which is the Nimitta Karanam, which is Ikshanam. <coughs> so why that? That means that the whole configuration of the pattern is built into the first desire. When Taitri Upanishad would say, So Kamayata, he desired. In that, in that very desire, the whole universe is built in. And that desire alone unfolds itself into the form of the whole cosmos. And that desire will carry the whole cosmos up to Pralaya. And again, at the beginning of the next cycle, because of the combined requirements of all the jivas who are there, that combined desire of all the jivas expresses as one desire, first desire of the Lord, and that becomes the very point from which everything unfolds. Meaning that the whole configuration of the cosmos is already contained in that very first desire. (coughs) 
just as in the very first desire, I want to have a temple. The whole temple is contained. It is the very first thought which unfolds itself into a temple. So all the different details unfold, those details and the plans unfold, then the materials are gathered and the whole temple is built. But what we find here is a concrete structure. The structure is first conceived of as a first thought. <coughs> and so also that is called Agnya. And by that, by Agnya or by that thought, Vyadadi, Prasivyantani, Panchabhutani, these five elements, the Apanchigra, Panchabhutani, means Sukshabhutani, the five Tanmatras or the subtle elements, Vyadadi, beginning from Vyad or Akasha, Prusvi Antani, ending up to Prusvi. So Vyad means Akasha, Pavana means air, Tejaha means fire, Ambu means water, Bhu, Bhuhu, and then plural is Bhuvaha, Bhu means Prusvi. These elements, Chagnire, Pradur Bhutani, Putpannani, Tyartaha, they were created. <coughs> so these five elements evolved, let us say. They manifested. So this is the Vedantic model of explaining the creation. And why five elements? Because we have five senses. Everything is five, five, no? The organs of perception are also five. Organs of action are also five. These pranas are also five. So the five, the objects in the world are also five. And so elements are also five. So all these things consisting of five is called prapancha, consisting of all these five different elements or five aspects. <coughs> so this was described how the five subtle elements are created first. <coughs> then continuing further, bhuta srustim abhidhaya, bhutika srustim abhidhanaha, adau jnanendriya srustimaha, Bhuta Sustim Abhidaya. Abhidaya means having stated the creation of these elements. Bhutaka Sustim Abhidhanaha. One who is now in the process of telling us about the creation of elementals. So elements are created. By combination of the elements we get what we call elemental creation. In order to describe the creation of these elementals, so combination of elements, Adu in the beginning, Jnana Indriya Sustimaha. The creation of Gnana Indriya or the organs of perception is now being stated here. Nineteenth <coughs> verse. Satvam Shaif Panchavistesham Kramadhindriya Panchagam Shrotratva Gakshirasana Now we must understand that this is Tamav Pradhana Prakriti, Prakriti in which Tamav Guna is Pradhanam, but some element of Rajas and Sattva is there. In this Prakriti from which the world is created, the little bit Sattva and little bit Rajas also is there and Tamas is predominant. It's interesting how matter predominates in the whole creation. That's why the scientists wonder, wherever you look there is only jada, matter, matter, matter. Even on this earth, the predominance is of matter. 
what we call consciousness is only confined to the living beings on the earth also on the earth also there is predominance of matter and what is earth nothing in the whole solar system which is all matter what is solar system nothing in the whole of this uh, what do you call it the galaxy which is also all matter just look around everywhere in the cosmos there is matter 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 and therefore it is quite natural for them to think that matter is the truth of this creation they would think that the consciousness is an accident isn't it where do you find consciousness only on the earth maybe there may be some planet some place who knows but so far there is no evidence and therefore consciousness as we find is seems to be more like an accident rather than like the truth and this consciousness is is derived from or it is uh, arisen from some combination of matter there is a wonder matter called carbon and that is responsible for life and nobody can understand why that is so you know what is so wonderful about carbon because it ultimately resolves in the same atoms the molecules are different atoms ultimately will be the same and all the particles but there is something about carbon which is responsible for life it's a wonder phenomenon it's an accident so life or consciousness is an accident that happens to an a planet like earth don't tell me that consciousness is the truth and matter is uh, is, is something that is you know uh, superimposed upon consciousness or a product of consciousness it's not so charvakas also think like that as the material scientists think today our charvakas also have the same theory <coughs> however that is not what we say we say that even though there may be predominance of matter predominance or majority does not make truth and so it is this this tamas pradhana prakriti prakriti in which tamas or matter or inertness is predominant but some sattva and some rajas is there now when five elements are created from this prakriti that karya the effect is going to reflect the qualities of the cause so cause has predominance of tamas and some sattva and rajas so the five elements also will have some rajas some sattva and predominance of tamas and so he describes now how from the sattva angsha the sattva aspect of the five elements the five organs of perception from the combined sattva aspect what we call the antakarana of the mind from the rajas aspect of the five elements the organs of action the combined rajas aspect of the five elements the prana and from the tamas aspect the the all this grossified matter in this manner the creation will be described so the 19th verse describes here the creation of the gnana indriyani <coughs> the tika says tesham vyadadinam panchabhi satvamshehi panchabhi tesham tesham of them again this pronoun refers to what what has been mentioned in the previous verse namely the five elements tesham vyadadinam panchabhi satvamshehi from the satvamsha of these five elements satva guna bhagaihi उपादानभूतै सो दैट सत्वगुण एस्पेक्ट सत्वगुण या द द सत्वगुण अंश ऑफ दिस फाइव एलिमेंट्स व्हिच फॉर्म्स द उपादान ऑफ द मटेरियल कॉज ऑफ द सब्सिक्वेंट क्रिएशन श्रोत्रत्वगक्षिरसनक घृणाख्यम 
धींद्रिय पंचकम धींद्रिय पंचकम धींद्रियाणी ज्ञानेन्द्रियाणी सो ज्ञानार्थ इंद्रियाणी इसको ज्ञानेन्द्रियाणी इनफैक्ट इस मध्यम पद लो भी समास ज्ञानेन्द्रियाणी ज्ञानार्थ इंद्रियाणी द सेंस ऑर्गन्स मेंट फॉर नॉलेज इसको ज्ञानेन्द्रियाणी और दी ऑर्गन्स ऑफ परसेप्शन ऑर्गन्स ऑफ नॉलेज इन द सेम ऑर्डर दे आर गिवन हियर श्रोत्र त्वक अक्षी रसनक घृणाख्यम श्रोत्र मीन्स इयर्स इन द सेम ऑर्डर दियत पवन तेज अंबु एंड भूहु इन दिस फाइव दिस एलिमेंट्स आर इन दैट ऑर्डर एंड सो ऑल्सो दि फाइव ऑर्गन्स ऑफ परसेप्शन ऑल्सो इन द सेम ऑर्डर एंड सो फ्रॉम दि सत्व आस्पेक्ट ऑफ वियत और आकाश capable of perceiving that particular uh, element and so the uh, akash is element which has the quality of shabda or the sound and therefore the ears are able to grasp the sound vayu has the quality of sparsha and therefore this tvagindriya it grasps the sparsha fire has the form and therefore the eyes which are created from fire they perceive the form or color fire has the predominance i mean the quality of fire is color and color is perceived by the eyes which are created from the sattva aspect of fire and then what is the uh, nature of uh, guna of uh, water the taste and so rasanendriyam created from the sattva aspect of water perceives the taste and smell is the quality of the prasvi and ghranendriyam which is created from the prasvi perceives the smell <coughs> Very beautiful setup is there, and you know, of course, that all of these become grosser and grosser as you go along. The Rakasha has only one guna quality, namely shabda. Vayu has two, namely shabda and sparsha. Agni of fire is three, shabda sparsha rupa. Water is four, shabda sparsha rupa rasa. And Prithvi has five shabda sparsha rupa rasakandha. So the creation is from the subtle to the gross. As the creation proceeds, the grossness increases. The qualities also increase. Siddhindriya <coughs> panchakam, dhindriyani, jnanendriyani, tesham panchakam, kramadupajayate. These five organs of perception are born in the sequence in which dimension, order in which dimension. एकदूतूत Vedanta talks of five elements. Scientists don't talk of five elements. 
Oh, suppose they talk of six elements, then what will happen? Nothing will happen. We'll change the model. That's all. You know. Suppose this model needs us, and these are all models, you know. And so we need not be so uh, identified with them. But this is a model which is very useful to analyze our experiences, understand the experiences, and know their nature. For that, this model is. And so far, science has not told us anything that will contradict this. But in case there is something, it doesn't matter. We are willing to change it. Suppose there are six elements. They discover a sixth element. What will happen? Nothing will happen. Suppose you find human beings with seven senses. Fine. Seven elements, you see. After all, mithya, and therefore you can have different variations. What is that? <coughs> okay, continuing further, it is said, Sattvam Shanam Pratyekam Asadharan Karyani Abhidaya Sarvesham Sadharanam Karimaha Sattvam Shanam Pratyekam From the Sattva aspect of the five elements, Pratyekam from the individual from elements, there are respective sense organs, Pratyekam Asadharan Karyani Abhidaya How Sattva aspect of every element gives rise to a particular sense of sense perception sarvesham sadharanam karimaha now sattva aspect of the combined sattva aspect of all the five elements gives rise to what we call antahkaranam <coughs> so the 20th verse says tairantahkaranam sarvaihi Vritti bhedena tadvidha Mano vimarsha rupam syad Buddhisyan nishchayatmika Taihi means from the combined sattva aspect of all the five elements Antahkaranam syad then antahkaranam, the inner organ is born. Sarvaihi, taihi sarvaihi antahkaranam, upajayate, from the combined sattva aspect, the antahkaranam is born. Tad vritti bhedena dvidha, then antahkaranam again is subdivided into two aspects, depending upon the two functions that it performs. Our mind, so what we call mind in English is called antahkaranam here, and that mind, based on its functions, is again twofold. Mano vimarsha rupam syat, one is called manaha, whose nature is vimarsha, or doubt, and buddhi syat, nischayadvika. The other function is nischaya, or determination, ascertainment, and that time the mind is called buddhi. <coughs> so says here, taihi. Sattvam shaihi sarvaihi sambhuya vartamanaihi sambhuya means militva. So all these five elements together, vartamanaihi antahkaranam mano buddhi upadana bhutam dravyam upajayate iti anushangaha. Antahkaranam is that mind stuff, as they call it, you know. What is the mind stuff? Mind stuff is that from which the manaha and the buddhi are, are made up of. <coughs> So it, it again makes sense that if from the individual elements 
individual organs of perception are made, are created, then the mind must be created from all the five elements because mind is behind every organ of perception. So mind is behind the ears also, behind eyes also, behind every organ of perception, the mind must be there, otherwise the organ of perception by itself cannot function. Anyatra manaha abhuvam na adarsham Bruhadaraneka Upanishad describes. So here is a man who is sitting there in, in Bhagavatam also this description comes. That on the roadside this man is sitting and he is so busy with his work. He is a, uh, uh, he is an iron smith, you know, and he is working with something there. With such concentration after he was working for half an hour and somebody happened to pass by says, did you see the king passed by before 15 minutes here with his retinue? He says, no, I did not see. You did not see the king with his retinue? You are sitting here? Yes. Anyatramanaha abhuvam. My mind was elsewhere. Na adarsam, I did not see. Meaning that even though the eyes may be there, you may be looking but not seeing. Because eyes are there, if the mind is not behind the eyes, then perception does not take place. Means you don't register things. <coughs> And so also, yes, behind each organ of perception, the mind must be there. That is how they prove. In fact, according to Nayayikas, even the, you see, the sense organ of perception, Indriyani, Atindriyani, they say that the organs of perception cannot be perceived. You know that? You cannot perceive the organ of perception. Because for perception, we have these organs themselves. How do you perceive the organs themselves? You can't perceive them. So how do you know that the organs of perception are? They prove that by inference. That we have a faculty of seeing is proven by inference. That we have a faculty of hearing is proven by inference. That this is the Karana Shashkuli, this is the space circumscribed by the ear and the organ of perception that resides there is called organ of hearing. But that is subtle, that you can't perceive. How do you say that it is there? It is there because the action, the kriya of hearing takes place. They, because every kriya, so kriya sakartruka, every kriya and sakarana, every kriya or activity must have a karanam. An activity can be performed only when there is a means for performance of the activity. Like chirik kriyavat, when a woodcutter, for example, splits wood, that splitting of the wood is an action which can take place only when he has an instrument or a tool, namely the axe. So if he has an axe, that alone, with that he alone he can split the wood. So since the splitting of the wood takes place, axe must be there, otherwise splitting cannot take place. So kriya or action can be accomplished only when there is karanam or the means. So every kriya or every action is always sakarana, always accompanied with a means. Here also it is our experience that the action of hearing takes place. So hearing also is a kriya. It being kriya, it must have a karanam. It must have an instrument. And therefore we say that the organ of perception in the ear is there because hearing takes place. How do you say eyes are there? Because seeing takes place. Seeing is a kriya. Every kriya must have an instrument. So instrument namely eyes are there 
because the seeing takes place and this is how they establish the existence of organs of perception how do you establish the existence of mind again by inference that my anyatta manaha abhuvam na adarsham that even though eyes are there sometimes you don't see that shows that some other element also is required for the perception to take place and that was over and above the organ of perception and that is something that is common to all organs of perception and that is called the mind so mind is associated with all the five organs of perception and therefore it is it it is logical that it must be made of the combination of the sattva aspect of all the five elements mm-hmm. and that is what i said taihi sattvam saihi sarvaihi sambhuya sambhuya vartamanaihi all those five elements which exist in in combination antahkaranam mano buddhi upadana bhutam dravyam dravyam means that material or that uh, the substance which makes up the material for the manah and buddhi upajayate the anushanga from the previous verse upajayate must be uh, uh, must be brought here also so antahkaranam upajayate <coughs> तस्य अवान्तर्भेदं सनिमित्तं आह अवान्तर्भेदं दिस अंतःकरणं हैज अ सेकेंडरी डिस्टिंक्शन ऑफ द कैटेगरीज एंड व्हाट इज इट दैट गिव सनिमित्तं व्हाट इज इट दैट रिस्पांसिबल फॉर दिस डिफरेंट भेदास द टू भेदास ऑफ द अंतःकरणं दैट सेम अंतःकरणं ऑफ द माइंड इज कॉल्ड मनः व्हेन इट इज परफॉर्मिंग वन फंक्शन सेम अंतःकरणं इज कॉल्ड बुद्धि व्हेन परफॉर्मिंग अनदर फंक्शन तदंतकरणम वृत्तिभेदेन परिणामभेदेन द्विधा द्विप्रकारम भवति ऑन अकाउंट ऑफ वृत्तिभेद दैट मींस डिफरेंस इन फैकल्टी ऑफ फंक्शनिंग ऑफ परिणामभेद ऑन अकाउंट ऑफ द डिफरेंस इन मॉडिफिकेशन द्विधा द्विप्रकारम भवति तदंतकरणम ऑफ द माइंड बिकम्स टूफोल्ड वृत्तिभेदमेव दर्शयति मनः इति सो व्हाट इज दिस डिफरेंस इन फंक्शनिंग विमर्श रूपम विमर्श संशयात्मका वृत्ति सा विमर्श रूपम तन्मन सो दैट अंतकरण वेन इट परफॉर्म द फंक्शन ऑफ डाउटिंग देन वी कॉल इट मन निश्चयात्मका निश्चय अध्यवसा सह आत्मा स्वरूप निश्चयात्मका सा वृत्ति बुद्धि सेम अंतकरण वेन परफॉर्म द फंक्शन ऑफ डिशीशन or ascertainment or knowledge then we call it buddhi don't think that there are two faculties inside manah and buddhi are not two different faculties one faculty namely mind alone is called manah when it is doubting that same manah mind is called buddhi when it is when it performs the function of determination or decision so doubting faculty that same mind when it is doubting it is called manah same mind when it is deciding it is called buddhi not that manah and buddhi are two different things like the same person when he is driving the car can be called driver and when he goes and starts cooking can be called cook same person is called by different names depending upon the function that the person performs and so also the same antahkaranam is called by two names depending upon the function that it performs in fact there are two more chittam and ahankara 
So chintana kartru chittam, when the same mind thinks or recollects, <coughs> then it is called chittam. And same mind when it's ahankar through, when it asserts, it is called ahankara. Usually that chittam is, is included in the buddhi, ahankara is included in the, or ahankara is included in the buddhi, chittam is in, included in the mind. There also variations are there. So these two in fact stand for all the four faculties that is performed, they are performed by antahkaranam. <coughs> okay. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhasya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om